presence, my Father. I thank you, dear Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let our hearts and minds be open to you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. Everybody said praise the Lord. We have a Bible tonight, the book of Romans. Sixth book of the New Testament, book of Romans. Romans, I'd like for you to look at chapter 12. I would like to begin with verse 2 of chapter 12. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Everybody said praise the Lord. I'd like to work tonight on renew your mind. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. There are many that believe that when Jesus was confronted by the tempter and as he began to what the Bible records, the temptations that took place, and how Jesus answered each and every one of them with chapter and verse. But the temptations, it is considered to be that they took place, the battle took place in his mind. And in other words, that spirit 
that begin to try to get the mind, the attention of the mind of Jesus Christ and begin to try to inject certain thoughts so that could get him to consequently do certain things. Like cast himself down because he said, the angels were given charge concerning thee. He did not misquote the scripture. He took the scripture in a way that it's taken out of context and misapplied. And of course, Jesus Christ answered and told him, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And so things that in a moment of time up on a mountaintop or on a pinnacle of a temple, that it took place in the mind. The enemy attacks the mind. The Bible teaches, of course, the mind as the seat of our thoughts and our intellect and according to, you know, putting in a real perspective refers to your mind and then your heart, your heart being the emotional side, if you please. That's why it is written to set your affections on things that are above because your emotions. So importantly, though, the battles that can take place, the mind battle that can take place uh, between uh, your flesh and the enemy that comes along to influence your mind and your flesh and to inflame it and versus that which comes from the Spirit of the Lord. There is definitely a tug of war. The two are contrary, the one to the other, the Scripture teaches. The enemy is going to try every day to wage a war for control of your mind. He would like for you to think about the wrong things. No wonder the Scripture said and named a whole catalog of things and said, think on these things, giving us some direction, helping us to uh, focus our powerful minds on things that are positive and spiritual and godly and holy and clean pure and righteous because we live in a world that is exactly the opposite of that we live in a world where the prince and the power of the air the god of this world and the rulers of darkness in high places and all that goes on all around us every day things that are taking place in people's hearts and people's lives and business minds that rule different businesses and produce and invent different things that are in our society the enemy is definitely on the war path to gain control of minds. And that's why your Bible teaches in the final analysis it will be Gog and Magog that are brought together to fight against the Lord in that day. So the enemy is shaping minds. He's molding minds. Maybe I should say he's misshaping minds. And he's, I often have felt that where the Scripture talked about shaping in iniquity, it might ought to be misshapen in iniquity because there's not, uh, there's not much good shape that goes on and your mind isn't in good shape when it's in the hands of the enemy. But we let the potter get a hold of things and we let him mold our minds like he would clay and things begin to shape up real well. Things start looking a whole lot better. When you come to the knowledge of the truth and your understanding of your mind is open to it, one place use the phraseology of the eyes of your understanding being opened. And you begin to see things clearly and in the manner in which is right because God is right and because He is the lawgiver. And when you come in agreement, in harmony with Him, and you see things from His point of view, you begin to see it as you've never seen it before. The Word of God, if you've read it, well, now it becomes a brand new book. And the Word of God becomes so 
fresh and real to you and you begin to really see and understand what God is saying and how He feels and how He looks at things and what His point of view and His perspective on things is. And that's what we want to gain and it is what we do gain. When uh, And as Brother Weekly was referring to Luke 1, having had a perfect understanding of all things from the very beginning, from the first, from the very beginning, that an individual could uh, get baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and know from that second on that this is right and begin to get more rooted and grounded and settled in it as the book teaches that our God is able to establish us. He's able to take an unestablished mind or an unstable mind and He's able to put it in balance and stabilize it. He's able to take extreme right and extreme left and bring them together and get things on point and on balance to where we can press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of the Spirit, which is in Christ Jesus, that is the church. That we can be right on the bullseye, the dead center ring of it all, and that we would not vary over to the right or uh, some way waver over to the left, but that we would stay right on focus. And that's going to happen because as we obey the Scripture and as the manner of the body of Christ is to assemble ourselves together and so much the more as we see the day approaching. If people are assembling themselves less, that means that they're not seeing that the day is approaching. That means that they're forgetting things and they're missing things. You know, when the Bible said to watch and pray, it wasn't talking about watch television. It wasn't talking about sitting down and getting all engrossed in Hollywood and everything else that's being promoted by this world. It was telling you to watch in a spiritual manner for you to get your spiritual senses focused on Him, for you to get sharpened up and for you to determine that I'm going to stay on point and I'm not going to let anything turn me right or turn me left or turn me backward, but that I'm going to be a part of the body of Christ and have the mind of Christ that is going forward. Forward, and that when I assemble myself together, I'm coming to get my mind renewed. I want my mind renewed. Make it new again. Freshen it up again. Let me remember that I'm saved by the renewing. The renewing. Let me be constantly delivered from all the filth and the garbage and the mindset of the world. Let me not be taken in by the enemy that would shape my mind to be a part of the enemy of God and wind up with the carnal and the hypocritical of the world. Let me be with God's people. Let me be with the church. And the way to do that is to get my mind renewed again and again and again and again. Get my mind be renewed. Long years ago, somebody made the statement that you're brainwashed. Well, you know what? We have said it many times. We are brainwashed. Our brains have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And the Bible talked about the washing of, of, of the Word, the washing of water by the Word, that we're going to get our, our brains good and washed by the great water of God's Word. We're going to get it washed by the precious blood of the Lamb.
and we're going to get that mind made new, renewed, constantly, continually made new, that we can come into a Holy Ghost service and you can drag in with all of the particular matter of this world hanging and clinging to you as you walk through your job, as you go through the day 24 hours and how many seven days in a week and as you're going and going and going and dealing with the business of life and hopefully above all the business of God. But we have to be honest, we are in this world though we are not of this world and there are many things that try to cling to us many spirits that would like to just put their claws and hang on to us and try to fly over our head like buzzards and try to infiltrate our thinking process try to get into our mind and try to bring temptation our way but listen here you can be renewed in your mind you can get something that will flex the muscle of your mind that you can like Paul did shake that viper off get rid of that venomous poisonous spirit and get it out of your heart and get it out of your mind and say I'm going to church and I'm going to get it going right I'm going to get it thinking right again I'm going to get it sharpened up in the Holy Ghost Amen told you shared with you now that not too long ago it was pronounced that my pastor's wife was uh, going to be blind her in a nursing home uh, more like a jail if you want to know the truth and uh, but going to be going to be blind took her to the doctor doctor said you're going to be blind other people said just face it you're going to be blind accept it and uh, but you know your mind sometimes the enemy wants you to accept things he just wants you to lay down and play dead and he wants to discourage your mind. He wants to take away courage from you. He doesn't want you to feel that great strength and courageousness and boldness in the Holy Ghost. And, uh, but at 92 years of age, uh, my pastor's wife got back in her little 15 by 9 jail cell at that nursing home. And she got down on her knees and she said, Now, Lord, she said, I need my eyes. I need to be able to see and wore glasses for all the 40 years I've known her and now she can thread a needle without glasses which is something most of us probably can't do I am telling you that God can renew your mind that God can sharpen up your mind and that God can say you have not because you ask not why not ask me why not talk to me why just accept the onslaught of the enemy and all the things that he wants to put in your heart why accept that is truth why accept that is right when you know when your mind is right that he the devil is a liar and the father of it and you don't have to listen to his junk you don't have to accept his so called final pronouncement but you can appeal to God you can call on the name above every name you can claim your heir. I'm an heir. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. And I'm coming to you. I'm asking you. I'm talking to you. Amen. He can renew your mind. Any moment, any hour of the day, he can renew your mind. But most especially when we assemble ourselves, when two or three, and trust more, gather ourselves together. In the name of the Lord. He said, I'm right there in the midst. He's not a time waster. He's not walking among us Whitland Wood. He's here to do something. He's here to renew your mind. 
He's, he's here to lift, be the lifter up of your head. Well, that's going to happen when your mind gets good renewed and you, and you get delivered again from all of that depression or all of that pride or all of that rebellion or you flick off that spirit of disobedience like it's a feather and it can't hang on to you. Uh, man, when that viper leaped out of that wood as Paul was trying to start a fire and get something going, that's all we're trying to do is get something going in the city, in the country in which we are to reach the lost and the dying. And when that viper leaped out, he could have accepted it. I'm a dead man. But instead he shook it off and he felt no harm. And he said, let's go forward. Coming through a shipwreck, hanging on a board, trying to make it to some strange country where it's raining. And let me tell you, you talking about getting your mind renewed. All of a sudden, let me make a fire. Let me get something going here. Let me talk to my God again. Amen. Get your mind renewed. Get your mind renewed. It's going to bring you to that place where uh, David's mind needed a, a good touch. The Bible teaches he, he messed up and crossed the wires and he got it all in a mess. And, and of course, he, it's where your Psalm 51 comes in as he began to pray. And, and that prayer is recorded right there in the Bible for you, a God-inspired prayer of repentance. And he came to that place where he said, Create in me a clean heart and renew within me a, a right heart or a right spirit, a right attitude. Clean and right. What a wonderful thing to have in your life, to be clean and to be right. Not that well, I'm not talking about being right where, you know, you win every argument. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right standing with God, that everything is all right. As, as our Jamaican brethren like to say, everything airy. <laughs> it's all airy. It's good, my friend. And I want you to know my God can take your chin and lift it up off the ground. He can put a joyful song in your heart and a spring in your step. He can absolutely take your mind and renew it and set it on fire until you're so excited and so happy and you've got so much energy that you want to channel it into the greatness of God's glory and His work. You want to hear me tonight when I tell you you don't want to con form to the world. People that are letting down. People that are having less church. People that are, one woman called me this morning, what kind of standards do you have? She said, I'm looking for good Bible holiness. And I said, well you've called the right place, woman. Let me send you to one of our churches that's in your area. You go and get what your heart is looking for. I'm telling you people that are letting down, they just need their minds renewed. Renewed. Amen. Amen. You can remain standing. If you're going to make it, you're going to have to get your mind renewed. You're going to have to do that continually. It's one thing to get saved. And the way we get saved or delivered from sin is we repent of our sins because the Bible said that. We are then baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water baptism because the Bible said that. And it is for the full pardon or remission of your sins. And then we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said that. Said without that, you're none of his. So that's why we do that. And that delivers us from sin and from the enemy. It puts him under our feet. And our names get written in the Lamb's book of life. And that's all good, great, and wonderful. But Romans to Revelation is written so that you can stay saved. 
so that you can stay saved, so you can stay delivered, so that if you were delivered from stealing, then you're not going to steal anymore. If you were delivered from a cursing, filthy, rotten mouth that comes out of that mind, then you're not going to do that anymore. And if you've been delivered from whatever you want to name, then you're going to want to stay delivered from that. If you were a raging alcoholic and God delivered you, then you don't want to go back to being an alcoholic. You want to stay saved. And that's going to happen by you continually getting that mind renewed, refocused, redirected, re-excited, getting God's Spirit to touch your mind again and again and again and again. And it is so good and so great and so wonderful that we should desire it. We should crave it. One writer said, my heart's desire. One thing another writer said, have I desired? Let us get to where we desire for that renewal. I'm going to church. I want to get a fresh touch. I want to get my spirit clean. I want to be clean and I want to be right with God. That's how I want it to be. Let's take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Pray and ask him, touch my mind, Lord. Touch my mind, Lord. Deliver me again from every contrary, every evil spirit, every negative thought. Come on and lift your heart with your hands. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Refresh me, O oh Lord, with living water. Refresh me, O oh Lord. Yeah. Hey. 